0: What's going on, everybody out there? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host Noah. Noah, what's cooking, baby? Talk to me.
1: What's up? How are you feeling,
0: dude? I'm feeling all right. I'm not gonna lie to you. I uh, had a little bit of a birthday celebration yesterday, so. Dude, how old are you? Know, are you? I'm the sixteen. Uh, it's my Michael. It's my Michael Jordan year, dude. So Ooh. the Big Two Three, the best player to ever play, is Michael Jordan. He wore twenty three. I'm not trying to, you know, insinuate anything about anything else. I'm just here to say that Michael Jordan wore the number twenty three, and he's the best player to ever wear that number. And so it's my Michael Jordan birthday, and I'm stoked to be here now. I'm pretty sure I can dunk now.
1: People don't say
0: it's their LeBron year.
1: They always say it's their Jordan year.
0: That tells you anything. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You know that. To me, that solves the GOAT convo. No, LeBron's the GOAT, but we don't have to get into it. No, okay, no, we just finished the GOAT convo. I just literally ended the GOAT. You ended the the GOAT convo. You were the one that said it. You said people call it the the MJ year, not the LeBron year. Oh, people, I called it my LeBron year. Dude, I thought you were, like, fucking 12 years old. I am. Yeah, that's what I thought. Alrighty, whatever. Jordan here, my ball's dropped. I'm excited about all of it.
1: How was your um, weekend fantasy?
0: But my fantasy week was not good. I, I do I forgot to shout out Zach Olson last week. He kicked my ass in points. And this is a very special fuck you. And this fuck you goes out to Zachary Rux. Because I not only played him in the points league, but I played him in the categories league too. And this is a specific fuck you for the points league because I put up twelve hundred and forty points. That is the second most points scored in the whole league by a wide margin. The third place score was 150 points lower than me, but I still managed to lose cause Zach Rooks is a goddamn son of a bitch. You know what you know what my players did today Noah? I had Luka Doncic go for ninety points. I had DeAaron Fox go for seventy five. These guys tried to kill themselves to give me the fantasy dub and it just didn't happen. How many did Danny you lose Greens, by? 20 points. Had Danny Green's game not been cancelled today, there's a very solid chance that I would have been able to get the win. But, (laughs) alas, we're at 0-4. But, good news for me, Kemba Walker is back. So, things are looking up. That's two weeks in a row.
1: That's two weeks in a row, Zach, has won by, like, 20 or less. Because I almost beat him last week. But the Heat-Celtics game got cancelled.
0: Yeah, that blows. And, yeah, in categories, I had Bradley Beal. The Wizards didn't play a game this week. Like he's like oh my, my top gosh. scorer, like he's like my top everything, and so, yeah, that sucks. But Harden looked really good in his Nets debut. Hopefully, that continues because if he turns out to be just like a not James Harden of the past, that would really suck for my fantasy team. But enough about me. How how how'd you how'd you fare this week? How's uh, uh, I how's played? The account looking.
1: I played Mister Jack Eggleton. In both leagues John this week, Forrest. in the points league and the category. Ah. Um, Ooh, I took another our... L in points league. Uh, I'm dropping the two me. and two,
0: but I Dude. did make a little trade this week. You made a you did make a little trade this week, and I for the listeners out there, this was a highly contested trade. People, people were upset on the message boards. I was Facetimed by two separate individuals about this trade, so it's uh you know. People are upset. People are upset. They don't like it, but go ahead.
1: Um, I traded Jamal Murray this week for Chris Paul, and uh, you know, just hearing that, um, you might think that I'm losing the trade, getting Chris Paul and uh, losing Jamal Murray.
0: But I don't think anybody. The guy
1: that. I'm trading him to kind of needs a boomer bust player like Jamal Murray, so he's taking the That's risk really on sense. Jamal Murray starting to look more like bubble Jamal Murray, and. I needed Chris Paul back because of what he brings consistently every game. Because I already have some Boomer Bus guys and Steph Curry and like Zach Levine, so I want that consistent like 35 every night. And I think it was a good trade for both parties, but I think it's a really good trade for me.
0: Yeah, no. I mean you, you win that trade. Even if Jamal Murray goes off and turns into Jamal Murray of the past, like you win that trade because you're getting a guy who's putting up a very consistent thirty five points a game and like that's what you need. Um I mean obviously, you know, if Jamal Murray comes back and like starts putting up like forty five fantasy points a game then, you know, maybe you you you're like yes, you lost it then, but I, I see no scenario in which this was a bad trade for you because Chris Paul does his thing. He is the centerpiece of that Suns team. Um, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I really thought that DeAndre Ayton was still going to get his. Um, that hasn't happened, but it's Chris Paul's team. I mean, it just is. It's it's not Devin Booker's team anymore. It is Chris Paul's team. That's the way it probably should be if the Suns want to be competitive in the West because Chris Paul knows how to win. But, yeah, you won that trade. Brandon was upset on FaceTime. He my
1: my friends were very upset about this trade, and all three of them told me they immediately vetoed the trade. But I um,
0: actually I jumped in and vetoed it. After it still went through. We got twelve
1: people, trade. four people vetoed it, but it still went through. So I don't know if enough people just didn't vote at all, or what happened.
0: That was probably it. you telling me that Jindra went and like checked. Jindra didn't go check. You had you had nine people that had to vote and. No, I took mine away after you know you convinced me. I I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want. To dude, it was for content
1: purposes.
0: No, I'm just. For con- it was for continuity because if I make a trade, I I can't have it being vetoed now. Oh, now I'll veto it immediately. No, no that's you, the only dude, trade happening in our God, fantasy dude, league. I will, I will drive down to Indianapolis and shit on your face if you veto. Dude, that. you
1: just said where I lived. Say my address.
0: Nine. 41832 South Street. Oh my god. Can we edit that out or does everybody just know where Yeah, we have to go? edit that out. All right. Can All right.
1: Should we jump into previewing this week's fantasy basketball outlook?
0: I think we should. I think we should. Um yeah, and I promise not to tell the listeners your address anymore. That was a Thank mistake you. on my half. All right.
1: You want to go into reading three... Uh, what teams play four games and what teams play three games this week?
0: Yeah, why don't I read which teams play four games and which teams play three games this week? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, let's get into it. All right, we're going to – I'm, I'm going to start to go like a really sexy voice for these, try to be like a uh, NPR kind of voice. So just try something new. For schedule analysis for the week of January 18th, these – are the following teams that will play four games. We have the Atlanta Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Dallas Mavericks, the Detroit Pistons, the Golden State Warriors, the newly formed Houston Rockets, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, Minnesota Timberwolves, New York Knicks, Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, and lastly, and very least, the Toronto Raptors. No, what do you think of that? Was, was that a pretty? That good was pretty FBI good, version? actually. I'm not even gonna lie. All right, all right, no cap. All right, now I'm gonna like for teams of three games. Like this is gonna be like, I'm like a radio guy from L.A. who's just like way too excited to be up at four in the morning. Like, you know, maybe he didn't sleep. Like he's just on like a seventy-two hour cocaine bender. And he's just very excited to be here. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the LA Morning Show. We are going on for the teams that have three games this week. We have the Boston Celtics, Charlotte, Bobcats, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Denver Nuggets, Indiana Pacers, the Clippers, and the Lakers, both based out of Los Angeles. What's up, what's up? The New Orleans Pelicans, the Oklahoma City, Thunder, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Sacramento Kings, the Utah Jazz, and lastly, at very least, the Washington Wizards. How was that? That was a lot worse. Yeah, well I, I was kinda hoping it would be, you know. I hate the people from LA that talk like that. I mean I saw a TikTok of a like a LA radio host and he was like showing you how he did his thing and I was like, You're terrible. I hate what you do. Like this shouldn't exist, but it does, and I'm gonna impersonate it every single week now. If you're a fan of the podcast, please uh let us know which which one you like, the NPR or the LA radio guy. All cooked up. I have a feeling it'll be the NPR because that was a really soothing voice. Um righty, moving on from that. Noah, why don't you kind of like break down the who's playing, what days, like which days are going to be the days to optimize your schedule? Give us give us that little little shemangin thing.
1: So on Monday, twenty teams play. On Tuesday, four teams play. On Wednesday, twenty-two teams play. On Thursday, six teams play. On Friday, twenty-six teams play. On Saturday, 14 teams play, and on Sunday, 16 teams play. So, this is a pretty interesting week, because on mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday, um, four games and six games, or four teams playing and six games, six teams playing. So, there's only two and three games on those days, but the Pelicans mm-hmm. and Jazz play on both of those days, and then they also both play on Saturday, which is the third uh, lowest amount of teams playing this week. Oh... Uh... So players from the Pelicans and Jazz might be really valuable this week because you can get all three of those all three of the days you would want to be streaming guys and you could get them for all three low game days this week, which is pretty good value honestly.
0: That's on days where
1: people are gonna be looking to stream.
0: Definitely. And there's some decently deep benches on both of those teams where you could you can find guys who are very streamable. That might be available. I yeah. like that. That's good analysis. And what are we looking at for back to backs this week? So uh, back who's, to back got... on
1: teams involved in a back to back this week. Um, on Wednesday, Thursday, the Warriors are playing a back to back. Um, on Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, the Knicks and the Bucks are both playing in a back to back. On Friday and Saturday, we have Brooklyn, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Houston, Miami, Minnesota, Philly, Phoenix all playing a back-to-back that night. So we might see, um you know, KD or Kyrie sit out a game. We might see KD or mm-hmm. Porzingis sit out a game. Um Detroit has one, so probably no Blake Griffin, no D. D Rose on one of those games. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just stuff you have to be aware for every week. So you don't accidentally start a guy that's not going to play because they're playing on a back-to-back. And then on Sunday, Monday, which is interesting, so you pick someone up on Sunday. Yeah. And then you also get them for the very first day of the next new scoring week, which is pretty interesting. Ooh, uh, Boston, that is nice. Charlotte, Cleveland, Indiana, Memphis, OKC, Orlando, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Toronto, all the Sunday, Monday back to back. So, what I was thinking you could Ooh. do is you pick up someone on Monday, then you pick up a Jazz or Pelicans player. For Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Thursday, keep them till Saturday. And then you drop them for someone who has a Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. Which is like three waiver spots to get six days of value out of.
0: Five days. Pretty crazy. You take that every single day. I like that. I like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, all right, I, I think we we got to talk about it just before we get into to who to add, who to drop. The fantasy implications of the blockbuster hardened trade, specifically the Nets and the, the Rockets are, are probably going to be the teams most impacted by this. W- what do you see in a quick minute synopsis from the Nets in terms of how this affects Kyrie, KD, and James? Um, Kyrie... I see as probably the one being
1: affected the most because let's be honest, mm-hmm. KD is gonna get his touches and Harden is gonna find KD his touches because he wanted he mm-hmm. came to Brooklyn to play with Harden. But I think KD yeah. is fine. I think Harden's fine too because I really just have to see them play because when you have someone as good yeah. as James Harden out there, can you really justify the ball not being in his hands? You know, so I think Kyrie will get hit the hardest out of this. Which is really interesting because you know we could see this develop into a whole thing, you know,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: about how he's yeah. unhappy with his amount of touches.
0: I mean, I uh, I mean he's obviously already unhappy. So the stat I got to point out, I uh, watched um, Jimmy X High Roller this weekend. Uh, yeah, he's a really good, good YouTuber. Put out. Yeah, I love his. Check his stuff out. He's phenomenal. But in terms of big three usage rates, and he he mapped out like the. Most like common big threes that we think of, like the '96 Bulls, the LeBron Heat, the Spurs from back in the day, like all those teams. Pacers. The no, never the Pacers. Actually, the the Pacers weren't even close to touching that map. They were. We had Roy Hibbert,
1: Paul George. (laughs) No, okay, stop, 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 stop.
0: This isn't a time for jokes. We're being serious. No jokes. This is why we don't talk about the Pacers, because the Pacers are a joke. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, No, so Kyrie, Harden, and KD together are, like, average. Their career averages are 87 a game combined. That's, like, 15 points higher than the second team of all time. Wow. Like, it's not even close. Like, we have never seen a group of scores assembled like this. And I think combined their usage rates add up to like ninety five percent or something. Like it's it's just like I think other than Joe Harris, like I don't know if there's anybody else on the Nets who shoots the ball.
1: Uh I actually think Jeff Green is gonna be a pretty good pickup from the Nets.
0: Fantasy-wise or just Fantasy you know, wise. for the Nets And a, like okay. a points
1: league, I think Jeff Green will have some value because I think he's going to end up playing more than DeAndre
0: Jordan. Yeah, I think so too. I think DeAndre Jordan just has – he's got old man news at this point. Yeah,
1: he's pretty immobile. But for the Rockets, um, um I think Christian Wood is going to have insane numbers this year. He is just going to go off for the Rockets, and they might be empty stats, but – if you have
0: Christian Wood, I would be very happy yeah. with having him. Yeah, is like and how do you think this impacts like Oladipo and John Wall?
1: Um, I think it impacts in a points league. I'd be happy having Oladipo. Um, he's gonna get to shoot the ball more, so I think there's a bigger opportunity for him to play a role. But um, categories
0: they they're gonna shoot a lot. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I know. We know they're going to shoot a lot. They're just, I mean, that's so, the Rockets' mentality. They might tank your field goal percentage.
1: Area. But if you could yeah. afford to take a guy like that, I both think they're still very good options.
0: Okay. Alrighty. Uh, I think I think we just had to clear that up and, and see where we stand on that because that's obviously huge exactly. implications before we get into add drops waiver streams, any of that, because if you have these guys, you know, you are looking to see what is going on. I know I am. Um, Harden looked really good out of the gate. We take that, fellow James Harden owners. We take that. Triple doubles consistently. We love them. Alrighty, why don't we get into players to add long-term? You like that? Who who do you have long-term? And, and I want to preface this with saying it, it's getting a little bit tougher for long-term pickups because the dust has settled almost a month into the season now. Um, you know, I, I think the guys who are looking like long, like true long-term season ads are, are going to be diamonds in the rough at this point. I think most of the guys have, we have been discovered at this point, but we're going to try our darndest to still find those guys for you. So w- without muddy in the waters anymore Noah. who do you like for a long-term ad
1: um so my first guy um i think he could prove to be both a streaming target and a long-term pickup mm-hmm. and that is Emmanuel quickly um he's the new york knicks rookie point guard they drafted in the most recent draft and he's currently mm-hmm. rostered in 6.9 percent of leagues so pretty nice it's not very many and you know right now Alfred Alfred payton is a starter but um, and we all know that Thibodeau loves to play his starters a lot of minutes. Like once mm-hmm. you earn that guy's trust, he will play you thirty minutes minimum on a night yeah. probably. And I could and see quickly the with floor. the way he's playing, taking that spot from Alfred Payton soon, strictly for like the betterment of the Knicks. And his yeah. last three games, where and he's been averaging the most three the most minutes of the season in these last three games, he scored fifty nine points, seven rebounds, and fifteen steals. Or 15 assists, and he's had a steal and a block in all three games. Um, He played 22 minutes, 28 minutes, 21 minutes. He shot 23 of 43 from field goal, and he made eight three-pointers. But the stat that I like the most out of that is he only had three turnovers in all three games.
0: Goddamn.
1: And the Knicks have four games next week.
0: And take that.
1: yeah, so if he, I maybe would wait one more game, and if he gets consistent minutes, I would really think about picking him up because I think he could end up being the Knicks' starting point guard. And I'm really debating on whether or not I should pick him up.
0: I I think it's a question because the the Knicks appear to be a decent team. I yeah. mean, like to your point, where for the betterment of the Knicks, Tibbs might start to play this guy. I you know, the Knicks. Kind of bopped the Celtics today, like uh, yeah. you know, they were missing Tatum, and it was Kemba's first game back. But still, it was like a twenty-five point dub. Like I think the Knicks are going to try to push for an eight seed this year, like like really, actually try and not just be in the tank. So, you know, Tibbs is a phenomenal coach at getting you to the playoffs. From a, I don't bowl think bowl that would be like a... he loves just. I don't, I don't think, think that would be, be a like move a he date. would like
1: not to like either. You know. Like, if yeah. he sees that this guy is playing
0: better than Alfred Payton, I don't think he would be afraid to make him mm-hmm. a starter. No, I don't think so at all. No, I don't think so at all. Um, All right, I, I like that one. righty, right, first long-term that I got to go with is Danny Green, rostered in 26% of leagues, up 18% this last week, but for good reason. Um, Danny Green is just he's not going away on the 76ers team at all. And he in this last week since the twelfth, so but we'll go last three games just for points' sake because it makes my point seem way cooler. He's averaging forty three a game. Fantasy wise. This is bolstered by the fact that he put up almost seventy in their double O T game against Miami. But still in, in the two games since he's put up thirty five and twenty five. Like he's just gonna get his He's a phenomenal shooter. Uh, he got clowned on a ton, and deservedly so, for his role in, in the Lakers, especially missing the uh, would-be championship, clinching three against the Miami Heat in Game 5. But, alas, we're here. He's on a 76ers team that is very well built. They continue to win. Ben Simmons airballed a three earlier today, which was really funny in White Howard picked up the board, but Danny Green doesn't do that stuff. He makes your threes. I think points league or categories league, you pick him up, he gets you the threes. He's going to be fairly efficient. He low-key gets boards. In the last seven days, he's averaging five and a half boards a game. I mean, for a guy that mostly plays out of the shooting guard position, we definitely take that. Um, He also, in the game against Memphis, had three blocks. I, I don't know how that happens, but it did. So... Think about Danny Green. I mean, I have had him for like a week and a half now in my categories league. Um, yeah, he, he only did me solid stuff. So that's what I have to say about Danny Green.
1: I just picked up Emmanuel quickly.
0: Right, you broke the rule, but that's fine. Whatever. You had anybody else on your list? Um, yeah.
1: So this one's a bit shallower of an ad. Um, he might be harder mm-hmm. to get. But Jordan Clarkson yeah. for the Utah Jazz, he's only rostered in 63% of leagues, which like, seems pretty low.
0: Am I right? That Yeah, for a guy that's with that production, it seems very low. Um,
1: Yeah, like he should not be on your waiver wire. Um, If he's on your waiver wire, I would go pick him up immediately because he's probably better than the last guy you have on your roster right now. I can almost guarantee that. And I think he'll help. He helps you in threes, points, and free throw percentage. Um, He's the leader of that Utah bench unit. He averages 13 field goals per game, which is pretty good for a bench player. And seven of those attempts are threes, which is even nicer. He averages 17 points. He's averaging 3.3 three-pointers made a game. He's shooting 48% from the field goal, 93% from the free throw, and almost five rebounds, two, two assists, and half a steal with only two turnovers. And the way he's playing that's he's currently fantastic. a top eighty five value fantasy player, and the jazz have the games on the important days this week. The games we talked about earlier the Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday all three of those days have the lowest games um this week Ooh, so he, Jordan Clarkson yeah. could help you
0: win your matchup I mean, this week. he could definitely help you win your matchup i mean he yeah if you can find him like that's just a a clear method in which he helps you win your fantasy league because he should not be on the waiver wires for any reason right now. I don't care what your team looks like. There is somebody on your team that is worse than Jordan Clarkson. Unless you're playing like a four man league. Yeah. That's my take.
1: Do you have any more guys?
0: Um, Yeah. I think we got to talk about Patty Mills. I mean, he has just been reigning from three this year for the Spurs. Um, So he's rostered in like 25% of leagues. Season stats are 14 points a game, two boards, three assists, nothing terribly sexy outside of the points, but it is the most points he's actually ever averaged in his career, which is a little bit crazy for how long he's been playing. He's that been is. in the league for, this is his 12th season now, 10th on the Spurs, so congrats to him. Um, I mean, he's getting the most shots he's ever had by a full two field goals, he's taking 11 a game, but this is where it gets really sexy. He's taking almost seven threes a game and making about three. That adds out to be a, a 44% three-point shooting percentage, which is low-key insane. I mean, very there are years in which that would that would win you, like, the three-point percentage for qualified shooters. So, I mean, in, in terms of, of points categories, like, he – Definitely in categories. I mean, if you are looking for a three point shooter, pick him up. Pick him up. Like that is just cash money. Um, you know he he gets you know these steals and assists. Great free throw shooter. I mean, not going to take your field goal percentage. He's shooting like forty six from the field. I mean, you love that. In terms of points, like he he's putting up like twenty four a game, twenty five a game. I mean, super long term, no. But if you add him for a week or two weeks, if you've got an injury like Patty Mills, absolutely pick him up, take him.
1: Yes, sir. Patty's been playing really well this season. Honestly, the Spurs mm-hmm. are a little surprising to me how well they've been playing so far.
0: I know, I like they're seven they and six, would. but they
1: they're competitive.
0: Yeah, I know, and oh. seven and six in the West too. Like that's yeah, we we take that. Yeah, you absolutely take that. Um. Bada bing, bada boom. Alrighty, anybody else in your long terms?
1: Um yeah, I got one more guy. Um it's Gary right. Trent Jr. He plays for the Portland oh. Trailblazers and he's only rostered in four point nine percent of weeks right now. Um he's yeah. kind of a cascading effect from the Nurkic injury. As we all know, Nurkic fractured yeah. his right wrist. So he's gonna be out about eight weeks. So um and his canter will probably be the starter now, but a cascading effect from that is that um, Robert Covington and Mello are having to play more minutes together, so it leaves Mello's wing minutes available for Gary Trent Jr. Ooh. And, you know, he, he's a pretty good defender. He tries really hard on defense, and he hits you threes. So if you need three-pointers mm-hmm. made, uh, steals, and blocks, he's uh, not half bad option. And he's shooting a career best this season 44.3% on three-point attempts. And, you know, 44%, that's enough to uh, win you sometimes. You're the league sometimes, that's probably the highest it nope. usually is. You think so? You, would yeah. you
0: say that that's high enough to win you the league three point percent shooting title for qualified shooters? Yes, wow, all right. The more you know, the more you know. Um, all right, you, you tell me this guy, this might be a transition or not. Will you, where, where do you feel about Royce O'Neal? Is he a long term ad? Is he a short term ad? Is he in between? I mean, he's playing on the Jazz, so definitely pick him up this week. So I, I'm just unsure whether you think we should put him in the long-term or this like the more of the short-term streaming position.
1: Yeah, I actually picked Royce O'Neal up this
0: week because um, I needed
1: some more consistency in my mm-hmm. fantasy team. And he averages 26 yeah. a game, which you might not think is amazing. But um, on the season, he's currently averaging seven points, not amazing. um. 2.3 assists, seven rebounds, and a steal and a block. So he's kind of just a little like glue guy, you know. He just helps fill in yeah. the categories. He does a little bit of everything. <laughs> Which, if that's what you need, just on any given night, um, I think yeah. that's perfectly fine to pick up Royce Sonio. But I think he's a guy that you
0: will be picking
1: up and dropping multiple times over. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I picked him up and dropped him earlier this week as well. Um, yeah, I-, I like what he offers. Um, I-, I think that if you're somebody, again, riddled with injuries or just want, like, consistency, he's going to be there. Especially if, I mean, if we're talking, like, 14-man leagues, he's he's probably already gone, but I would definitely take a chance on him. He Not also
1: averages him. 31 minutes a game, so you know he's getting the yeah, minutes. Exactly. He's getting the chance to stack up the stats every night.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's half the battle here in fantasy. Like, if your guy's on the floor, like, night in, night out, like it, the stats are going to come. I I don't care who they are. If you're playing 31 minutes a night in the NBA, like you're you're going to do something, you know. Like yeah. you're not just going to sit there and and not not record a Tony Snell. For those unfamiliar, there was a a game against the Bucks in which Tony Snell played 27 minutes and failed to record a single stat. Honestly, I I applaud that. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, but he did and That graphic's out there. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's a great meme. All righty. Let's move on to the the short-term guys then. Who's your first guy short-term, knowing that Royce O'Neal, a little bit in the middle?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, sticking with the theme, the Pelicans and the Jazz are two of the most important uh, streaming teams this week. Derek Favors and Joe Ingles. So Derek Favors will get your rebounds, blocks, and field goals percentage. But um a little buyer beware, he only averages like sixteen minutes a game, which is kinda lame. But who knows mm-hmm. how the Jazz will play it on this week. And then Joe Ingles averages he gets three pointers made, assists and a little bit of everything else, kinda like Royce O'Neal. So both mm-hmm. of those guys for the Jazz could be pretty good options. Uh do you have any good options on the Pelicans?
0: Um, I mean, you know, I I go to my guy JJ Reddick who I know has not been phenomenal in any capacity this year, but in the last five games, he's actually started to pick it up. Um, he's actually playing decent minutes again, um, and he's had some of his best fantasy games in the last five five games, so averaging about 24 a game through these last four, I mean, we know he's going to get you the three-point shots. That That's what he's there to do, but... Um, yeah, I and mean, like take him, take him. Um, I, I, you buyer beware though, because he might not play in every single game. But you know that JJ Redick is, is going to offer you some consistency. And if you're in a categories league and you're looking at those threes, that's what JJ Redick does. And he's decent at boards. He's decent at boards. You take the boards with him as well. Yeah. Did Th- you see Nikhil Alexander Walker
1: like go off the other night?
0: Yeah, dude. I did no okay wait we need to talk about him um yeah so my buddy that does daily fantasy all the time was like like I I played him and like just like I, like I had to head matchup and like he just like looked at my roster and was like oh you don't have Alexander Walker and I was like who who don't I have he's like Alexander Walker I was like I have no idea who that is so like I I don't I'm not worried he's like no like you should be and like you look at this guy's stats. Like, I had never seen him do anything before. His season high before that game was 14 points in, like, a a garbage game against the Thunder. And he goes off for 37-8 and and puts up 54 fantasy points. I mean, they were riddled with injuries, but Alexander Walker is somebody that can just pop off. Like, have him on your watch. Have him on your watch because I I don't know what he's going to continue to do. He popped back with 12 (laughs) points in his... Game against the Lakers and the nine against the Kings, so nothing great. But like I, I think he's going to start to see minutes. I mean, yeah, he's he's really only playing right now because Lonzo Ball is hurt.
1: So that makes him a good short-term
0: uh, pick-up option until yeah. Lonzo Ball gets back from injury. Yeah, um, no, absolutely for for short-term Alexander Walker. Like he might start to suck, but until that happens, pick him up. Pick him
1: up. I also think uh, Josh Hart is a good option. You know, we've talked about Josh Hart like multiple times this week. Yeah. He's getting boards, he's getting three-pointers, and he's getting steals. What more do you want out of guard position, honestly,
0: for an end-of-bench guard? I mean, points, but we don't know. No, that was stupid of me. Who cares about points? To points get that much rebounding from a guard, that's such good value. No, that is that is very nice value, especially for a Categories League, especially for a Categories League. Yeah, like if you're a categories team that um is like all about the the boards, pick this man up because he does what you, he does what you need. Um all right, my guy. I got to I got to I got to sprinkle in a homer. I got to sprinkle in a homer pick. You know I have to. I don't want to. That's the thing. I don't even want to. I like this like does not bring me any joy to bring up a Chicago Bull, but Garrett Temple has really started to come on. And as somebody who watches a decent amount of Bulls games, uh, I can tell you he's he's really starting to have a more prominent role in the Bulls organization. I mean, he's averaging 26 minutes a game off the bench, which is pretty huge. But he specifically started shooting a lot more. And this week he had his season-high 21 points against the Mavs today good for 38 fantasy points last week against the Clippers. He put up 35 fantasy points, which was his prior high. Um, Billy Donovan just clearly likes having him on the floor. I mean, he is one of the only true like veterans that the bulls have. It's him and Thad Young, I think are the only guys who have been in the league for 10 plus years. Um, we need their defense. We need their veteran leadership, especially at the end of games. We see him on the floor and he's starting to take big shots. He works well in the pick and roll. Um, yeah, I, I like Garrett Temple. It's just a, a nice little pickup for if you're lacking anywhere.
1: Yeah, he gets to take a lot of shots for that bull's second unit. Like the shots uh, mm-hmm. are not. Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but he, like. He gets the opportunity every game. Yeah,
0: no, they're available for him. Yeah. yeah. And the the crazy part is like the Bulls are kinda like a they're low key like high powered offense this year. No, like, Billy uh, Donovan's new offense is like working very well right now. Yeah. Um and yeah, and Temple has found his place in it. So yeah. Pick him up. Pick him up. Alright, who who else you got on your list?
1: Um, I can just rattle some up. Um I have PJ oh, okay. Tucker. You know, he's attractive for three-pointers made and rebounds, yeah. but he's also kind of attractive um, because he might get traded. There's always There's been P.J. Uh, Tucker trade rumors popping up, mm-hmm. and I think almost any contending playoff team would want P.J. Tucker on their team. So yeah.
0: that's kind of attractive yeah. to
1: me if he goes to a better situation. Um, I have Jared Vanderbilt. He's on the uh, Timberwolves, and they have no mm-hmm. cat. He tested positive for COVID, and they have no Juancho yeah, Hernan Gomez. So – Vanderbilt is their starting power forward and I don't even mm-hmm. know that much about him, but I mean he's a he's gonna be starting this week, so he's gonna yeah, play stop. the minutes. So the stats will come. It. Yeah. Um exactly I've I've Doug McDermott. Um so the Pacers traded yeah, for just Karis Levert. The Pacers yes. traded for Kara Levert, but during his physical um it turned out that there was a mass on one of his kidneys. And it was really scary. Um I hope Karis Levert gets healthy. I hope he can come play for us again this year. But um, this leaves mm-hmm. a pretty good gap for Doug. Um, When we're yeah, just running the bench unit, we run specific sets to get Doug McDermott shots, which is a good mm-hmm. sign for any um guy coming off the bench to add to your fantasy team. And yeah, he dropped yeah. 23 points tonight against the Clippers. Um, He may not get you that many assists. He'll get you rebounds. So I think he's definitely worth a look if um you need some three-pointers or if you're in a points league.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, last guy I want to talk about in this guy kind of got lost in everything that happened but Torian Prince um was playing a decent role in the Nets. I have to assume his role increases on the Cavs, but I just don't know. Uh prior to getting traded, he was averaging 8 points, 3 boards, half an assist, half a steal, half a block. Nothing terribly impressive, but you know, he he was on a team where there were no shots available. He's a decent player. Yeah, the Cavs um, I, are kind of lacking it. at that position too. They really only have yeah, Isaac Okoro
1: and Jetty Osman. So yeah, Torian Prince I mean, could I mean, see time at the three or the four, really.
0: Yeah, so I, I like him just just to watch, keep an eye on. Um, we really don't know because that Cavs team is, is just a whole new look and he has not played in any of their games yet. Uh, so let's see what happens there. Let's just uh, keep an eye out on Torian Prince. I
1: like
0: that pick. Yeah. I think it's an interesting one because I think he's good, dude, and he's young. So on a team where he's okay. What do you mean? He's okay. No, he's fine. He's He's no Kevin Durant. The fuck did you just say? Did you say Torian Prince isn't Kevin Durant? That's concerning. Yeah, okay, wait, wait just before we move on, like Torian Prince. Last year on the Nets, like when he was actually like getting time, like his minutes dropped eleven. He dropped eleven minutes from last year to this year in terms of playing time. It sucks. And I remember watching yeah. him on the
1: Hawks, and I really liked him when he was on the Hawks.
0: Yeah, dude. Well, so he averaged like twelve and six last year. Like, if he could do that for um, the Cavs, like that definitely makes him viable. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, um,
1: this next section um, is players to drop. And we're not necessarily saying that you have to drop these players the moment we say their name. We're saying that if you're looking to um, stream some guys on the short game nights and you maybe have this guy, I wouldn't be afraid to drop them to pick someone up. That's what this section means. We don't hate these
0: guys. We just think that if you have them, that is an available streaming slot for your team. Yeah, we didn't explain that on Reddit, and people did not like that we said you should drop Bobby Portis. They why are
1: we? Why would I drop Bobby Portis, bro? He's a <laughs> fucking beast.
0: I mean, yeah, he's uh, Bobby Portis, is the goat. You know, and I, I don't disagree. Bobby Portis, the goat.
1: Another guy. Yeah, another guy was like, I don't see why there's so much unnecessary hate towards Kevin Horter and I was like, okay, biggest Kevin Hoarder fan right here, in the red yeah. thread.
0: <laughs> if, if you think there's more than like four people talking about Kevin Hoarder, then <laughs> get, get off your rocker, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Kevin Hoarder <laughs> message boards you're on, but <laughs> 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 but it, it expand the horizons a little. Uh, maybe it was like a, you, you know what? He was probably a ginger. Like that was probably oh, it, right. Makes sense. That was definitely it. that was definitely it. They were, you know, the only one. He's like, there's a redhead. I respect no. that Then you know. He was this, he was this, repping his red-haired brother. This is like this guy definitely has like Brian Scalabrini posters just littered in. His okay, yeah. Just like everywhere. Matt Bonner. Right, yeah. Okay, that's you know what? like let's take it there. That might have been Brian Scalabrini that was commenting to us. Could have been. And was like, "I'm a guy with red hair. This is a guy with red hair. You're talking shit on Fantasy Basketball Reddit. Like, gonna have to put a stop to that."
1: You know he calls Celtics games.
0: I did not know that. That'd he's be actually awesome. pretty good too. Games. No, he's he's fun as fuck. I, I I loved him. I mean, you know, the white mamba. You gotta love him. Um, fuck yeah, he was so funny. Alrighty, let's move into let, let's get into this. Who who should we drop?
1: Um, so my first player to drop is a guy I actually used last week to get some value out of, mm-hmm. and that is Tyrese Maxey. Um, yeah. he actually got me like seventy-two fantasy points last week in three games, huge. like actually crazy production. But um, Seth Curry is coming back, so that starting shooting guard spot goes back to Seth Curry. And then I don't know if you feel the same con, but they kind of already have their bench scorer in Shake Milton.
0: And yeah, I honestly who also just, went off last week.
1: Yeah, I don't really see that much room in Tyrese Maxey when the Six Sixers are at full strength. And then the Sixers also only play three games this week, so you won't. You're not getting the max amount of value cut out of your wait uh, streaming spot.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I just I don't see him being worth like a, a consistent roster spot. Like, give it up no. for somebody else. It's but just, you know, uh, if the
1: Sixers get hit by COVID again, definitely pick him up.
0: Yeah. Um. Alrighty, this is a guy that I, I just I he's on my team. I don't know how I feel about it, so I just want to put it out there for open discussion. L. Horford is missing games again. He was already not playing all that well. I mean, like, he was averaging Ooh. 27 fantasy points a game, 27 and a half, and he's out with no timetable for return. That scares oh my, me. really? Yeah, that's that's what, like, ESPN Fantasy says updated yesterday. Oh, my gosh.
1: You want a live recommendation then? Yeah. Go pick up Isaiah Roby right now. He's uh, Thunder's backup I'm center. Dead. And if Al Horford – no, I'm doing it right now. But um, if he's – if Al Horford's actually going to miss some time, go pick up Isaiah Roby. He's been playing pretty well. So,
0: so here's the thing. It says personal reasons. It, it doesn't say that he's injured. It just says personal oh, reasons. That's interesting. So, it, so, so here's, here's what ESPN says. It says, Horford will miss a third straight game Sunday considering it's not clear when he'll be back. It's tough to know what's actionable for fantasy managers in wow. this situation. Isaiah Roby has drawn the start at center, totaling 25 points, 13 boards, and 7 assists in 50. Go pick minutes. up Isaiah Roby.
1: I think Isaiah Roby will be the starter by
0: the end of the year, too, because
1: why wouldn't the Thunder develop Tried this guy? And I think Al Horford might get traded.
0: Yeah, so. I think he might get traded, too. Mm. Alrighty. 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 I like the live recommendation. I'm glad I brought it up. I'm very glad I brought that up. Um, right, So my next guy is Tyus Jones. Time. And this one's kinda of obvious. Yeah. John
1: Moran is back, yeah, so John Ty's man. Jones values kinda of goes all the way out the window. Yeah. But it was a nice oh, yeah. cut it was a nice like three weeks we got out of him.
0: Yeah, I he was on both of my fantasy teams for a minute there. I mean I I, I used him to his fullest potential. He's awesome. I I think he's still gonna be very viable in like streaming. Yeah, he's yeah. a good backup point guard. Yeah. Um definitely. Alrighty, uh my you know what? Robert Covington, I, I just I think everybody thought he would be way better on the Blazers, but he's just he's just not. Like his season averages right now are six and a half, six one point eight, one point four. Like it's just I I don't see a, any reason as to why you're keeping him with a, a full position, and he's rostering seventy percent of leagues. I wow, mean, he's averaging twenty-three points a game fantasy-wise. Like that's—I would imagine like,
1: most of, of the people that own him right now are just like they feel really bad about where they picked him, so they're like, "I can't <laughs> drop this guy." <laughs> you know who I actually like uh, as a Robert Covington replacement?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He's on the same team as the Blazers. It's actually Derek Jones Jr. and he's only rostered in three point four percent of leagues, Ooh, and he's averaging seven points. Four rebounds and a steal a game. <laughs> so you're not missing much value if you swap the two.
0: Wait, well, Han, we got a shot at Egleton Drafted Robert Covington at 58th overall. Let's go. That's, uh, That's tough. That's so stupid. But yeah, Robert Covington, get, get him out of there. Noah, anybody else you got for, for drops?
1: Uh, my last guy is Will Barton.
0: Um, he's go a guy right that you could drop.
1: Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. Um, this week, mm-hmm. and the Nuggets only have three games, so Will Barton might only start maybe one game. Yeah. Which, you know, just not good value.
0: Yeah, that's that. Alrighty, I, I think that's it for what we've got for the fantasy week this week. No, you got anything else to add off the top of your head?
1: No, I think we covered it all. You know, just be I vigilant know. this week. Um, maybe pick up a Jazz or Pelicans player early, like by mm-hmm. tomorrow, and always be aware of your acquisition limit.
0: Always be aware of the acquisition limit. Watch out for the COVID stuff because it's clearly hitting the league hard. Um, I actually just, just pro tip, so I didn't realize this, but if you get a game canceled because of COVID and other games have already started, at least on ESPN, you can't, you can't add and drop then. Like it's like locked in, like your roster is like you can't make any more moves for that day, even though those players haven't started playing yet. So if you're here any rumblings about a COVID game and you've got a guy who's like one of like your fringe, like at drop kind of guys, like just drop them, like play it safe, get a guy who's playing a game that there's no COVID warning signs because it's better to get, you know, 15 points than no points at all, especially yep. out of like those fringe guys. Just just take the points. Take the points. Be active on Twitter. righty. I, I think that's all I got. We'll uh we'll talk to you fellas on Wednesday. Thanks See for ya. listening.